Amen. We thank you this morning for taking this time out of your your early morning to join us here at Cornerstone Deliverance Church underneath the leadership of our founder, our senior pastor, and our overseer, Apostle Asia Francis, for our sold-out Sunday school. I'm one of your facilitators. My name is Prophetess Maggie, and I just want to welcome you here to um, Sold Out Sunday School. I'm excited about our lesson today. Amen. Um, I just want you to just just be just rest assured that you can feel safe and ask questions, share your feedback. This is a place where you can get closer to Jesus, and I'm excited about that. Amen. Amen. We can just we can get to know Him more and more and more and more. It's a limitless. There's no limit on, we don't put a limit on how much you can get to know him and how much you can fall in love, more you can fall in love with him. And Mm -hmm. so I'm excited about that. And we, like I say, every week we see in this season that Jesus is delivering his people with practical, simple instructions. And it all involves just getting in the word of God. Amen. So I'm going to ask Evangelist Roberts if she will open us up in prayer. And after Evangelist Roberts, we're going to go forth into the word. Our word will come from, the reading of the word will come from Sister Tammy, Luke, the 14th chapter, verses 7 through 24. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we commit this Sunday school, soul out Sunday school, unto you, O God, for your guidance, wisdom, and your um, purpose. Lord, I thank you for our host, Prophetess Baggy. And her family, Lord, bless each and every one of them, God. Lord, remember everyone that's on the line this morning, God. Remember the ones that's about to get on the line, God. Lord, remember our pastor, Apostle Asia Francis, and Elder Francis in their absence. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless everyone in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, Chapter 14, Luke. 1724. And he began speaking a parable to the invited guests when he noticed how they had been picking out the places of honor at the table, saying to them, when you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you may have been invited by him. And he who invited you both shall come and say to you, give place to this man. And then in disgrace, you proceed to occupy the last place. But when you are invited, go and recline at the last place, <laughs> so that when the one who was invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will have honor in the sight of all who are at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself shall be humbled, and he who humbles himself shall be exalted. And he also went on to say to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and repayment come to you. When you give a reception, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed since they do not have the means to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. And when one of those who were reclining at the table with him heard this, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, a certain man was giving a a big dinner, and he invited many. And at the dinner hour, he sent his slave to say to those who had been invited, come, for everything is ready now. 
but they all alike began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I have bought a piece of land and I need to go out and look at it. Please consider me excused. And another one said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to try them out. Please consider me excused. And another one said, I have married a wife and for that reason I cannot come. And the slave came back and reported this to his master. And the head of the household became angry and said to the slave, go out at once into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and crippled and blind and lame. And the slave said, Master, what you commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the slave, Go out into the highways and along the hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of these men who were invited shall taste of my dinner. The word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We thank God for the word, the reading of his word. Amen. 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 Thank you, women of God, for um, the prayer and the reading of his word. Amen. Our Sunday school lesson this morning, we are in week six of our Sunday school lesson coming from the Union Gospel Press Summer Quarter. And we have been studying the concepts of the kingdom. And um, we see that it's, it's been very vital for us to know and understand what it means to be a kingdom citizen. You know, um, when we think about being a citizen in any country, they have their laws, they have the Declaration of Independence, their declarations, their um, guidelines, their bylaws, uh, their rules, their regulations, whatever whatever makes up their 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 kingdom, their citizenship. And so it is the same way with being a kingdom citizen. And what Jesus was doing during his time, he was setting the order and he wanted to establish the order and let the people know, proclaiming about the kingdom. This is this is what's going to happen when you get to heaven. This is what's this is what's going to take place, and this is what you need to be made aware of. And so Jesus proclaimed the kingdom. He he didn't want them to be blindsided when they got there, but he was letting, making them aware of what was taking place. Amen. And so over the last couple of weeks, we've seen Jesus talk about the kingdom and being a kingdom citizen. And one thing I can truly say, it is a difference. There's a difference in becoming a being a church member and a kingdom citizen. You know, um, there, there's a difference. Um, the standards are different. Uh, the way of life is different. Uh, you, you, you find a church member may just live on the bare minimum of the word of God. May just just need the bare minimum. But a kingdom citizen, they they just don't. Um, want the bare minimum. They want more. They just don't rely upon what God can do for them, but they are, the kingdom citizen stands in in the presence of God saying, Lord, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, there's a difference in the church member and the kingdom citizen. And he was detailing this. He was describing this in all of these different parables. And so today, 
And today's lesson is such an amazing lesson because it talks about the invitation to salvation. It's open to all. And we're going to break those two words down, invitation and salvation. And we, we know that God's love is unconditional. No matter what lifestyle we, we've had, no matter what lifestyle we may be in, no matter what we're, we're living in, no matter um, what we've done, no matter uh, what, we've, what we may actually be doing, once by accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are able to experience the true joy and peace in this life. And so we see today in the Word of God the urgency and the importance of accepting God's invitation. And I'm telling you, it is a urgency. Last night, um, the, the, the Lord has been speaking to me about this upgrade. And I shared with them on Bible study about the upgrade, that it's just not a a once-in-a-lifetime thing, it, it is something continual and through our walk and our talk, our, our walk in Christ. And it's, it's something that the Lord is doing. He, he, he's, he showed me that it is what qualifies us for this thing is that it's a lifetime movement. It's a lifetime process. And so last night I met, we had our first meeting with one set of the ladies, and the way the Lord moved, one of the prophetess asked one of the young ladies on the line, did she know the Lord? And she was unsure. And so it was an, a way to come in. Everyone was able to share their testimonies, and she was able to accept the invitation. And that soul came into the kingdom. And so this Amen. is what today's lesson is about. It is the facts. It's to show through the illustration of a wedding feast that we must do all we can to bring people to Jesus. It, we, we, we got to do all that we can. It's, it's not a, you know, it, it's, it's not based on how you feel. Well, I, I feel like I, I, I don't feel like doing it today. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. He's, it's, we got to do all we can to bring people to Jesus. It is an urgency. It is a 911 clarion call for us to get out and to share this word, to offer up Jesus to someone. And it, isn't, it is so important because someone may not know Jesus. They may never, ever have stepped foot in church. And the only Jesus that they may see is in you. And so if they only see Jesus in you or see Jesus in me, and we paint a picture of a flawed Jesus in which we know Jesus cannot be flawed, that means we're not representing a kingdom citizen, woe to us. So we have to be very, very, very mindful and careful. That is why we must stay in the presence of God. We must stay before him on our face in his presence and that he, we understand that, we, that it is a lifetime journey 
for us to, we are forever learning. We are forever getting an update. Up, we are forever being upgraded in him. We, we, we are forever being purified. We don't, once we get out the shower, like I explained, and I said to the ladies last night, once we get out the shower, we do not put the same underclothes back on. Amen. We put on a fresh new set of garments. So it's the same thing in our spiritual walk. Once we repent daily, we take off that old man. We don't put that old man back on. So that means we are not, we don't practice in our, we don't have a license to sin. Amen. So we, Amen. we should be increasing and in being, we should be increased in our faith daily to whatever we fell short the day before or whenever. We should be strengthened. And we should be made well and whole that we won't fall in that trap again. Amen? Amen. And so our principle today is to stress that we are obligated to tell others about Jesus. We should, we should, feel, we, we should feel the need to tell people about Jesus. I, I always, when, when I have an opportunity to, to tell people about Jesus, I always think about I, I, I laugh at, you know, when Mother Roberts, when Evangelist Roberts tell her story, how she said, and she passed out them tracks. But she was committed in sharing the gospel. She was committed in no matter who came through those doors, she was going to share her Jesus to them. Amen. Right. And that's how it should be. You think about a Saturday morning mm. when you get that knock at the door. Oh, yeah. Them Jehovah's Witness, uh, them, them Latter-day Saints, the Latter-day Saints are here in Georgia. I'm not sure if they're any with, you know, they're really, they really come to your house in Georgia. They are really committed to get out and share what they call the truth. And we have to be committed the same way to get out and share this truth, to share, to give the invitation, to share Jesus to someone that may not know him. Amen. So our application is to urge, there needs to be an urgency that you, you, you need to know to do all that you can do to tell others about Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that you, you got the, you got the, chase them down and harass them and stuff. But when there's, the Lord knows how to, he's a smooth operator. Oh, yeah. The Lord made a way last night. I mean, how the Lord moved, we were at the end of everything that we needed to talk about. And the Lord opened the door for him to come in. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was there to knock. And he was able to, it was the right time, the right place for him to just open. And no one had to force. It was not a forcing of him on anyone. And it was so smooth how he did it. And she knew after accepting Christ that she accepted that she was saved, that she had accepted Christ. So, we, we don't want to hound people or harass people. That's, that's not, you know, because when, when you think about some religions, they have, they have a bad, there's a bad reputation in that. But we want to pray and ask God, God, give me the right time. Give me the right 
Open the door for me to minister to my coworker. Amen. Open the door for Amen. me to minister to my neighbor. Amen. Open the door to me to minister to my my boss. Open the door to minister to whoever. If you're standing in the grocery store, you bump into someone, hey, that you know, hey, high school friend or something. Open the door, Lord God. Give me what to say. And last Amen. night, the Lord, I said, Lord, the Lord said, Say this. I said, Lord, I don't know what to say. I was so nervous. I was starting to sweat. I said, Lord, I'm on this Zoom, and I'm sweating. And the Lord said, you, he said, all you have to do is open your mouth and read my word. I went to Romans, the 10th chapter, and began to read the word of God. And the tears began to fall. And the conviction, it began to prophesy into her life. It began to speak into her life. And she Amen. began to see it began to speak life into those dry, dead bones. Glory mm-hmm. to God. She began to come to life. Glory to God. She says, I accept him. Amen. He is my Savior. Yes. Ooh, but we, we, we don't have to force our way on people. Glory to God. He, make, he makes the opportunity. He gives us the opportunity, the window of, of opportunity. Glory to God. So once we've experienced some, something good, we naturally want to share it with others. Amen. My neighbor, her birthday was Saturday, was Friday. Her daughter sent her a edible arrangement, and it was all types of fruit, all types of nuts, all types of fruit. And she knows that I've been trying to eat a lot better, so I told her to keep the sweets, the the. the Cupcakes and stuff to herself. She was bringing me that every every day, it seemed like. And she wanted to share it. She didn't want to keep it to herself. Mm-hmm. When it's when it's something good, when it's the word in the word of God, it is good. Amen. We should not Amen. want to keep that thing to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We should want to share the word of God. We should say, hey, if it's, no, if it's a family member, if it's a friend, hey, the word of God is good. Like Brother Darrell says, it's good. Hey, he is always soliciting. He is always, always out there spreading the word about Cornerstone. Mm-hmm. Hey, you need to get on Cornerstone. You need to get. We should all be doing that. Amen. If there's nothing but if they can't if they can't get on the live feed sharing it to them we don't know what they may need to be standing in need of. Amen. But we want to share the word of God with people. One writer said that sharing the good news of salvation is like one beggar telling another where to find food. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amen. They don't hit the jackpot. They won't go hungry. They won't be starving. But they found what they need to survive. Amen. They found what they need so they won't be dying of starvation. And let's stick a pin there, salvation. And someone just, what comes to your mind when you think about salvation, the word salvation? Jesus. Jesus. What are some other thoughts that come to your mind when you think about the word salvation? Really being saved. Being saved. Victory. 
victory. Mm. Yes. Um, eternal life with Jesus. Eternal life. Being delivered, being mm. rescued from destruction or danger. Redemption. Being delivered from the penalty. I'm sorry, Sister Tammy. Say that again. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead, ma'am. I'm sorry. Okay. Being washed in the blood. Being washed in the blood. All our old, anything that we've done in the past being washed away. No longer being condemned for it. A restoration to a state of safety, soundness, health, and well-being, as well as being of being a state of preservation from danger. The gift of freedom. That's a gift of freedom. We're no longer being bound to sin. You know, we celebrated Juneteenth, where they said the, the final slaves were freed. But you know, there are people still bound today. There are oh, people yeah. still in sin. There are people that, that are still slaves today. Amen. And there, there are people sitting in the house of God in churches that are, that are not kingdom citizens, that are still bound in sin, that are not free. Did, that don't know that Jesus made it possible by taking the punishment of our sins to the cross? Did just going on with the motion every day, not even understanding what he did on the cross, what he did when he rose on that third day, what he did when he came back as the proof to show them, sitting and eating, with them to show them that he 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 came back to sh- to show them the proof. This is what we when we think about our salvation. It, salvation is something. It is so, it is so precious. It's it, it's like our birthright. It's it's like our it's like a be, and when we say being born again. Now we 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 were. All that old stuff that we were we were shackled to and born again. We we've been our slate has been washed and we've it's, we're no longer uh, we're no longer it's no longer held over our heads and it's 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 no longer we're no longer tied to it, but we are free from it. We're delivered from the penalty of sin and death. Given the gift of eternal life, and so that when we when you think of your salvation, you have to hold on to that. You can you have to really take know the value of your salvation. Jesus died for it. So when anything that comes that try to cause you to not know the value of your salvation or cause you to get in any type of sin, say no. Jesus lost his life for this. I will not nail him back to the cross for me to get out of the will of God, for me to not have 
no form of pleasure, and no, it's not, a, and no, it's not based on the word of God, to, to not live in any type of or form of sin just to, so my flesh can be satisfied. I will not do that. When I began to really think about my salvation, I said, Lord, it ain't even worth me doing. I can't do that. To, give my, to put my salvation up on the chopping block for me to just have this for, this for this moment? No, it's not even worth that. I can't do that. It costs, too, it costs a life. Uh, you forgave yet? Yes, I know I can be forgiven, but it's like I'm pre I'm pre thinking this thing out now, and that's why we have to be very, very, very careful as believers, as kingdom citizens, because it can be sin. We can we can become we can fall into premeditated sin, meaning that we are thinking things out, and we know that we are thinking it out, and we just we just fall into it and do it. We have to be very, very careful and because we don't want to grieve our God that, 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 that died for us, came here on earth just so we don't be shackled. We are not shackled to sin, and we don't, we don't die into this. He gave us the gift of freedom. I started looking at that. When, when I really, really began to look at it different and, and to know that he loved me so much, it changed my it changed my viewpoint. It changed my vision on things. That he, he restored me to a, a place of safety. That I'm not in a place of destruction or calamity or danger. It changed my mindset. The instruction on humility. Jesus was having a meal at the home of one of the leaders of, of the Pharisees. Then he noticed that all of the invitees were trying to get the best seats, the place of honor. Jesus responded to them, responded by telling them that when they were invited to a feast, they should not choose the best seats. If someone more important showed up, they would be asked to move down to a lower seat and they would be disgraced. Jesus asked his hearers, that when invited to a meal, they should instead take a lower seat. Then the host might come to them and send them to be more prompt to be to a more prominent seat, and they would be honored. Jesus concluded by stating the general spiritual principle that the proud would be humbled and the humbled would be honored. Jesus called on his hearers to look to receiving the honor from God. We, as believers, we have to know that it is, we should know that we need to be humble and we should put others first. That should be our core value of our faith, of the Christian faith. We should put others first. We should, as Christians, we believe that putting others face first, they are following in Jesus' footsteps and living out the commandment to love thy neighbor as thyself. We should be putting others first, but 
in the world we live in, it's me, 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 me. We should put others first. We should have a humble spirit, not a proud spirit, to want to be seen and, and be first and, and be in the big seats. And I was listening to Creflo Dollar a couple of weeks ago, and he was teaching on humility. And he was saying that he walked into a room, and it was a lot of big-known preachers. And he said the Lord told him to walk in the back and sit and stand. And he said all of the preachers were filling up the chairs. And he said there, as the room began to get packed, there were ladies and the older ministers were beginning to come in the room. And nobody wanted to get up and move. Now, we're talking about leaders, Christians. Our core value of our faith, we should, we should put others before us. That should be, we should be humble. In our mm-hmm. communities, showing kindness and compassion, mm-hmm. prioritizing the needs of others above our own. Now, when we go out, how many times do we do we really really see that? Can you name a time where you've you've really really seen that? Nowadays, when you when you go in the and you go in the store and someone walks before you, they'll let the door slam on you. They won't even hold a door for you. The younger generation, they, they don't know to hold the door for you unless you, you, you rarely find that. Mm-hmm. We have to train our children up to do those things so that they can, they, can, they can train their children up to do those things Amen. so that they can, have, they can show those forms of kindness and acts of compassion to one another. And they can make a positive impact on the world and spread love. And you'll be surprised that those little acts of kindness will impact the world. Letting someone in the line go before you. Carrying out a carrying out a a, a a small Bible. When is the last time you, you? I remember growing up. I used to see the the little small Bibles. You would go in the store, and someone would have them in your in their purse or in their pocket, and they would hand you a Bible or a Bible track. You don't even see things, little small acts of kindness. We have to get back to doing those things. Showing, giving the invitation of Jesus to people. Spreading the good news to people. Kindness and compassion. Showing that we care for the souls. Making a positive impact on this world. Everyone is not going to come into the house of God. Everyone is not going to get on a prayer call. I, I, I've just really realized that. But if we are, are, are sharing 
the word, getting out and passing it out, you never know that impact, that, that passing out a prayer, passing out a, a track, that that person may see that prayer and accept Jesus and repent of their sins and turn and accept them in their heart at that very moment, a share in the kingdom. One of those at the table with Jesus responded by saying how wonderful it would be to eat in the kingdom of God. Eating was a sign of being accepted. This man assumed that he would, he and others present would also be present in God's kingdom. Jesus' story challenged the assumption. Lame, and let's go to that, Luke 14 and 15. And you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Now when one of those who sat at the table with him heard this, these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then he said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servant to, to invite, send his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come, for all things are now ready. A share in the king. We got to, we, 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 we got to invite, we got to tell people to come. We, got to, we, we, we just need to get out and we need to say come and invite. Whether they come or not, mm-hmm. our part is to just say come. Amen. We're, we're not responsible if they come. Mm-hmm. Our responsibility, we're not accountable if they come. Our responsibility is to say come. Amen. Lame excuses by the invitees. Jesus' story centered around, around another feast. The whole sent out invitations, and an invitation is the act of inviting the the act of inviting. The calling or requesting of a person's company to visit, to dine, or to accompany to any place, a calling, or to be called. When the meal was ready, he sent out his servants to call the invitees to come. All of them made frivolous excuses, however. Mm-hmm. The call to the invite all who would come and to fill the house. The host was angry when the servant reported that none of the invitees would come, were coming to the meal. He ordered the servant to go out into the streets and invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind to his feast. These were people who were not normally invited to such feasts. See, we want to go and pick out the people who look a certain way to invite them. Mm-hmm. And we want to overlook the people who look a certain way. We we want to write. We want to invite the dignified people. We we want to. And, the, and and I was guilty. I was guilty of that. Let me speak for Maggie. I was so guilty of that. And the Lord said, "You don't know who need that word today." That's true. Last Sunday, I got Texas. I needed that. This Sunday. Got Texas, I needed that. 
We don't know who needs the word of God. Mm-hmm. It's not for us to make, to make assumptions based on what a person looks like on the outer appearance. Like Apostle said, they could be all dressed up and stinky on the inner. Mm-hmm. All, all, all looking cute and all broken and damaged on the inside. Mm. And need and really need that word. We just need to tell all to come. These were people who were not normally invited to such feasts. When they were when they was still room for more, the master told the servant to go out and invite everyone he could find. That should tell us anyone. Anyone that would hear us, mm-hmm. anyone that we can say and invite to, just send it out. Just send the mass text out. Just come. There's a word from the Lord for you. Just come. Jesus loves you. Just come. Here we have a picture of the Jewish nation of Jesus. They that was privileged to hear the gospel first. When the nation as a whole rejected Christ, others was given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. See, they rejected to they rejected to come, but those who did who usually didn't get the opportunity, they got the opportunity to, to hear that word, Amen. and they were blessed. Yes, they were. One lesson here is that as Christians, we are called to go out and share the gospel with all people. Some will not receive it. But we are to move on to task in we are to move on in the task of evangelism to others who will. Mm-hmm. That is our assignment. That's what we're supposed to do. The Lord has me with challenging people. I challenge you to come to service. I challenge you to come to Sunday school. I challenge you to come to Bible study. I challenge you to be in prayer. I challenge you to be in and in, um, plunge into faith. I challenge you to I challenge you to listen to the word. I challenge you to get into your word because it's going to change your life. Mm-hmm. See, as Christians, you can either want the bare minimum, and some of us just do. Or you can want more. When the Lord began, the Lord woke me this morning, and I said, "Lord, the bare minimum." You you think about a computer? There's the basic model that just does the bare minimum, meaning it get on the internet, which is slow. You can only use it for certain programs, and it and it runs slow. Or you can get the upgraded computer that get on the computer, the internet, super fast. It works certain, it works all the software super fast. It ain't missing out on nothing. Some people are, some people are excited about the being at the bare minimum. In this season, I want everything that Jesus got from me. Mm-hmm. I ain't missing, I'm not missing out on nothing. Because of laziness, complacency, disobedience, lack of improvement, 
lack of direction. Up, see, one thing about being upgraded, it's intentional. You got to want it. You don't want it, hey, nobody can't want it for you. See, living this best life in Jesus, it requires effort on your part and mine. It's not an automatic thing. It requires you to get in the face of God. It requires you to spend that necessary time with God. There's not a time. See, God, God, God don't put no time frame on him. He rather for you to, he, he prefers quality over quantity. And so he, he, he'll, he'll, if you prefer the minimum, he'll, he'll honor that. But if you want more, if you want that upgrade, show up. Like she said this morning, if you really want to press in, you don't have to have nobody touch you. You don't have to have nobody lay no hands on you. Ain't nobody got to throw no oil on you to get in the presence of God. Ain't nobody got to see you to prophesy to you. The word of God is prophecy of itself. Glory to God. Those, those scriptures spoke life, hallelujah, into my bones. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, it's, it's, it's what, yo, it's just what you, you want it to be. Glory to God. If your spirit connect with the word, if you say you, you house the Holy Ghost, glory to God, which is the word of God, hallelujah, then it's going to connect to the word of God that's reading, and it's going to take you into, into the presence of God, glory to God. One thing I know about the word of God, if you are spending time with the word, if you're spending time in the presence of God, when the word of God begins to be read, it's going to cause something to take place in you. It's like putting a, it's like a battery. Glory to God. You know when they put a a, a, a charge on a battery? Mm-hmm. You know how that thing, it begin to, you see sparks fly? That battery could have been dead sitting up underneath a, a never, hadn't been working in weeks, glory to God. But when they put that wire, that wire to it, glory to God, when the word of God is read and you got the word of God in you, it mm-hmm. begins to make a charge, glory to Amen. God. And yes. something takes place, glory to God. Mm-hmm. See, but you got the woman, glory to God. This thing in this season, it's intentional, glory to God. If you don't want it, if you want the bare minimum, you want to be that computer that operates on the bare minimum, that's fine. Uh, hallelujah, she said this morning. She said that don't mean God is a God that give me that takes back. He ain't that type of God, glory to God. Mm-hmm. But he going to move on to the next person that wants it, glory to God. Mm-hmm. And I am coming for mine this season, glory to God. Mm-hmm. And I am excited mm-hmm. about this upgrade, glory to God. I ain't pumping and priming nobody to be on Sundays. If it just be me and Apostle and uh, Evangelist Roberts, if it's just me and Evangelist Roberts, glory to God. We is fine, glory to God. We going to keep it on and glory to God. We going keep moving on because we are intentional about this thing. We are going up in our direction. We are moving forward. Glory to God. We want this better version of us. Glory to God. And it is in Jesus Christ that he is filling us with. We don't want want to continue to be in the same state we was in a year ago. Glory to God. We want to be better. Glory to God. Oh, yes. And it requires us to be in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. David had to be in the right place at the right time. Saul had to be in the right Saul wasn't in the right place at the right time. That's why he was tormented by God. 
and to let you know you, you got to be in the right posture, right position, glory to God, for this upgrade. But if you want the minimum, it's fine. I, I, it's fine with me. I just want to release that. I want to be Amen. obedient to the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. We can't be con- in, in the same spirit that, that operates in Apostle Asia is the same spirit that operates in Prophetess Maggie, Evangelist Roberts, Apostle E.V. Ain't no different Amen. spirit. Her voice is different, but it's the same spirit. Amen. Same spirit. Amen. Amen. We work as one because it ain't nothing but one. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So we thank God this morning. I thank God for the word of God that was released. Amen. Amen. Sunday worship was powerful. Amen. Amen. She was all in our, that, that, she was so, she, it was so, she was not on our Zoom last night mm-hmm. at all. Glory to God. She don't even, them women that were on the line was texting me that, 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 that was prophetic. Hallelujah. Glory to God. She confirmed that whole two-hour Zoom. Glory to God. We just thank God for how his spirit is. Glory to God. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it is truth. Glory to God. And I thank God for just using the woman of God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. And I just released a line to Evangelist Robert. Amen. I just want Amen. to thank God for the word on today. It was powerful. God is letting us to know that our job is to go out there and win souls for him, to bring them in. Not just the ones that look pretty on the outside, but all. He wants us to tell everybody about the goodness of Jesus. And I just thank God for that. And remember, Prophet Maggie had mentioned that about salvation. Jesus was really saying it's become a part of God's kingdom. It's like an invitation to suffer, represent an invitation to God, giving people to become part of his family through his son. And I just want to thank God because I love witnessing for Jesus. That's my calling. I don't care how the person look. I just want to be out there telling somebody about Jesus, though I don't go out that much, but when I do go out, I'm telling you, I'm telling somebody about Jesus, and that's what I want to do. If they don't want to listen, like when I was working, like Prophet Maggie said, Sometimes they threw the tracks away because you've seen them down the stairs, but that was okay because Jesus said if they don't want to receive it, dust off your feet and keep it moving to the next person. Well, I'm just paraphrasing it now. But I just want to thank God for his word. And I want to ask, does anybody want to share what they learned on today? Um, I learned that... Um you don't need to look at the, it's not, you don't judge by appearances. Mm-hmm. You go up to anyone that the Spirit moves upon you to speak to about Jesus, and you talk to them about Jesus, um, because you, somebody might look all dressed up and look good, 
Amen. And they, you may think they don't need him, and they do. And Amen. somebody might not, you don't know who needs him and who doesn't. And the Lord Amen. will the prompting as to what to say and to who to speak to. But the Lord said, don't worry about what to say. The Holy Spirit will give you will give you uh, utterance, and um, so that's what I learned. I learned that it doesn't matter what the person looks like or who who the person is. You can't judge by appearances, and you just go and you share the gospel with them. I learned that we're in the that season, we're in the times, and we're to grow closer to Jesus. And minister to people about God. Amen. Apostle, you would like to say something before we move forward? No, I, I believe that I believe that I'm just listening in today just to hear Amen how God is speaking to his people through what prophetess Mark the Holy Spirit to Prophetess Margaret Cavanaugh, you know, have released. Amen? Amen. Good shares, very good shares. Amen. Amen. Sister Tammy, would you like to do the altar call? Okay. Father God, if there be anybody on the line who didn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and you want to rededicate or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. Walking with Jesus is an adventure, it's a journey. Walking with Jesus is is the best thing that you could ever do. Amen. He comes to you. He gives you new life. Yeah. Become a creation in him and all things pass away, all things become new. All your sins are forgiven, all your sins are forgotten. Jesus yes. comes in into your heart and gives you joy, gives you peace. In anything that you go through in life, he will be your best friend. He will be a companion. Amen. He will walk yes. He will minister to you, and he will comfort you when you need it. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is your friend. Jesus is close. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. You want Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Just say this after me. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Forgive me for my sins. I know that you sent Jesus to die on the cross, rise from the dead, to shed his blood. I thank you. I accept Jesus in my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. Amen. Yes, Lord. The Bible. Get yourself a good Bible. Read the Bible. Start with the Gospel of John. That's the best place to start. And join Cornerstone Deliverance Church. And then welcome to the family of God. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, welcome. Jesus. Amen. Welcome. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to do the, the offering. We all can participate in this part of the service of giving our tithes and offering according to Matthew 3, 8 to 12. Beloved, let's give cheerfully and bountifully in agreement with God's word. Cash app, dollar sign, CSDC 12, Zelle Cornerstone Deliverance Church at gmail.com. Website, www.cornerstone, 
TheLivingChurch.com. You can send a check or money order. You can endorse it to CSDC, P.O. Box 1143. That's Edenton, E-D-E-N-T-O-N, North Carolina, 27932. Eternal Father, I just want to thank you for the ones that gave on today. Lord, bless the ones that didn't have to give, that they might be able to give in the next offering. Eternal Father, we thank you for how you move upon your hearts of your people on today, God. We give it back to you for your works, for your vision, and for your cause, that it may be to you, that you may bless it and multiply it, and that it be used for your glory. And we thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Prophet Mag, would you like to say something before we close out? No, ma'am. Okay. So, Satan, would you like to close out? Okay. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank and praise you for this word that you brought us today. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, let it let it go deep into the soil of our souls, Lord God. Yes, let it change us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Let it transform us, Lord God. Let your word not return void, but set up in what you wanted to do and accomplish what you wanted to do, think to what you sent it, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Touch us, let it move us, let it move us to go and save souls, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, to tell people about you. I thank and praise you for your word, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I ask that you pour into Prophetess Maggie Carina, Lord God, in the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen, yes, Lord. You for her strength, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We thank pour you, into Jesus. God what she's used, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I thank and praise you for her, Lord God, in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Everybody on the line, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Let them have a wonderful week in you, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God be love, everybody. God, God be love. God be love.